Another Realm Media, exploring the unknown, where mystery meets reality. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Are you fascinated by the unexplained? Do you love delving into the mysteries of the paranormal or how we respond to media that pushes us to the limit of our understanding? Do you love to dive headfirst into the exploration of the human psyche with meditations or channeled messages from beyond? Join our podcast network, Another Realm Media, and explore the unknown with us. From ghosts to aliens, cryptids to conspiracy theories, horror to sci-fi, we've got it all. Don't miss out on the excitement. Join us today and unlock the secrets of the universe. Email us at contact at anotherrealmmedia.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another fantastic, fun, and informative episode of The Convergence Enigma with Josh and Stefan. I am your host, Stefan Gerhardt, and I am joined, as always, by the trying to blame COVID for his balding, Mr. Josh Rutledge. What up, my friend? <laughs> you know, I'm doing fantastic until I realized I was balding on my crown. So um, <laughs> if, if, if Keeps would like to contact us about doing, you know, a, a promo with them, that'd be fantastic. No, um... <laughs> <laughs> you know, they they always say it's your mother's father, right? That's how you're supposed to do genetically. It's your mother's But uh but my my mom's dad had a full head of hair till the day he died. So I don't know. Yeah, my my gotta be COVID. My my mom's dad full head of hair. My dad and his dad both bald as all get out. My brother bald as all get out. So yeah. Is Something it, wrong oh, here. Yeah, Tommy had Tommy had COVID before before it was COVID. That's before it was COVID, yeah, he had COVID yeah. what's eight years ago? Eight years ago. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's probably listening to this episode, so uh, just joking. He's got a full head of skin. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, um, yeah. So that's a new thing to be, you know. So it's it's funny because I deal with stress really well, so I don't have a lot of gray hair. Like my my younger brother. Uh, who's who's uh, uh, eighteen months younger than me has way more gray hair than mm-hmm. I do. Um, he really does. But uh, but apparently I'm going to be the one that that balds before he does. So awesome. Well, Josh, we got a really special episode uh, yeah. today. Why don't you tell everybody about uh, what uh, do you want to talk about? What's been going on, or talk about what we're going to be talking about? Uh, so I'll just say that for this episode, we're going to talk about the UAP hearing that happened uh, as of this recording just two days ago. Um, so that would be July 26th. Yep. And uh, we're going to go into some you know, thoughts around that hearing uh, as well as just uh, you know, maybe some assumptions or things that I have around 
uh, the content that was provided in the way that it was provided. But before we get into that, there are probably a lot of people who are like, where'd you guys go? You know, where, what happened to the convergence to Nugent? Did you converge and fall into a hole or something? Or disconverge? Uh, disconverge, discombobulation. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, so I, th- I thought maybe it would be good a good idea to kind of give everybody an update on, you know, kind of where we have been for the season, um, where we're going for the rest of the season, and what it looks like potentially into next year. Um, so, you know, I think we, we first started out with the season, we shifted gears a little bit towards doing a lot of experience or interview. We did one live show. Uh, we had, you know, the great the, the great Shane Hurd on the call with us. It was mm-hmm. a fantastic episode, but we didn't get any uh, any crowd involvement. And, you know, I know that there's not, you know, not oftentimes that you get success right out of the gate, you know, with your live shows. But um, we also just didn't feel like maybe that was the right thing for the show. Right. Really, and my work, my work schedule changed as well. And right. So we weren't able to do the live time like we wanted to. Right. And then um, secondarily, we when we rebranded the podcast from Fearscape Paranormal Podcast to the Convergence Enigma, we did so because we were in this vein of thinking that somehow all of the different phenomena is some is somehow related to each other as you know we shouldn't be looking at it independently as ufos and ghosts and bigfoot we should be looking at it collectively as the entire phenomenon and we started looking at um spots you know what what john keel often referred to as windows right where Mm -hmm. there was these spots where all of these different phenomena were happening at the same time and is there some sort of language that link, linkage there? But with the revision that we made for this season, we feel like that was a deviation from the reason why we did the rebranding. Um, and so that's why I think for the rest of this season, we're going to do other than today's episode, which is really around the hearing, uh, we're going to do more of a focus on those convergences, uh, looking at kind of those special sites that exist. Uh, around the U.S. and around the world um, and looking at all of the phenomena cases that are talked about for whatever that's, you know, the specific site is that we're looking at. And so I think for the rest of this year, it's like maybe two or three more episodes for this season, short season, um, and then into next year, hopefully expanding more into some of those convergence areas. Yep. It's going to be pretty awesome. Um, so, but let's get cracking. Let's get talking about this UAP hearing. It was uh, long. It was what two and a half hours. Yeah, I mean, total total video time was two and a half hours. They they kind of uh, were were all kind of mingling in the beginning, uh, right? As they kind for of about yeah. For about, in for uh, about if you're watching the News Nation one, yeah, it was yeah. I think it started around 17 or 18 minutes. Yeah, um, and then they kicked things off, and every not everybody, but like six people had to go around and give opening statements uh, about why they were there and why this was an important thing. And I mean, uh, I guess everybody has to do that. One person, I don't remember who it was, but one person took it, took it like time to wish their wife happy birthday and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> like, come on people. Anyways, um, by the way, happy, no, I'm just playing. <laughs> um, I'll say happy birthday to my wife. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody out there from Shelby County? No, Shelby but, um, County. Uh, but yeah, I mean, and, and 
you know, we, we've got it posted on our website, correct? The transcript, if you wanted to read the thing, uh, yep. the entirety, or you yeah, can, so you know, so go we, on YouTube. Yep. So we've got the YouTube link from News Nation and then the, the transcript of the entire thing um, that you, if you want to read it, you can go to theconvergenceenigma.com slash UAP. Um, and there's just a blog entry there that has all that detail. And, um, you know, one of the things that I didn't see after I was uh, watching uh, this two and a half hour long thing uh, was any type of, you know, there's a lot of people breaking it, breaking down what all happened. But I really wanted to go back and read uh, what what people said. You know, there's probably some some keywords that were tossed around in there that maybe you missed out on in the two and a half hours that you tuned in. So that's why I created the transcript. And it, like I said, it's up on our website. But yeah, um, you know, I, I uh, you know, so the so the three witnesses that appeared in front of this committee hearing um, were uh, Gra- uh, uh, Graves, uh, uh, Ryan Graves, who's been in the media in the past, um, uh, Commander uh, David uh, Fravor, who's also yeah, been, in the, you know, he he was one of the pilots. Uh, for one of the cases or one of the videos that you know, the Tic Tac video that was uh, produced back in what, or as the, as the chairman said the Tic Tac video yeah, the Tic Tac video yeah, and then <laughs> they made a whole they made a whole point in like five minute uh, tangent talking about how Tic Tac is not the same as a Tic Tac and then at some point in time <laughs> Fravor even said refer to it as a flying propane tank instead of a Tic Tac <laughs> in case people didn't know what a Tic Tac was but um but anyway, so you know they. Then we had Grush too. Then we had Grush, right? So, yep. so Graves we've heard from before. I I, I want to say even maybe in this type of setting, uh, Fravor I'm pretty sure we've heard from before, and you know they've been on the scene for a while. But Grush is relatively new. You know he had the interview that came out from News Nation, then there was the article from the debrief, and then from there a lot of other. Uh, media outlets have picked it up and had you know kind of run with his story and um i'll admit when he when he first came forward and i read through the article on the debrief uh, i didn't feel like he really had a lot to add Uh, i felt like he was really just rehashing things that we already knew um and you know i looked i looked at him as really like a like a puzzle piece if you will or a chess piece he was just another piece on the board now that they could move around and put up there in the media and such to further the agenda of you know kind of a mass disclosure but after the hearing on the 26th i i've changed my tune so to speak i i really feel like he does have a lot to offer that that we didn't already have mm-hmm. in, in, in an official capacity, right? We all like the community at large had some assumptions based on people's experiences and uh, eyewitness testimony and su- such, but we didn't have um, we didn't have the the concrete evidence or or message, so to speak, that he did not provide on Wednesday. So when I say did not provide, um, several times when asked questions, he would say things like, I can't talk about that 
in a public setting. But I can tell you more in a closed setting or, you know, the term used was skiff. Um, And so to me, when I when I read or when I hear those things, it's almost like an admission of yes. Right. It's a you know, there was, you know, has the government um, has the government uh, made contact with uh, non-human intelligence? I can't talk about that in a public setting, but I'll tell you about it in a secure, you know, that's in my opinion, that's a yes, because that's a yes. In other cases, he would have just said no. Right. If if he didn't have the knowledge or if he didn't know the answer, he would have said no, because he did so throughout the testimony. And so when you read back through the things that he actually said unofficially, my interpretation, yes to, it's some pretty interesting stuff. Um, in fact, in the article that, uh, or, or whatever, the transcript that's on uh, our website, I went through and I highlighted all the areas where, or not highlight, but under, underlined all the areas that he was asked questions like this and gave that answer of, you know, I can't say it in public, um, but, you know, I can talk to you about it behind closed doors. And so it's it's very interesting to, to go through and look at some of those. Like, so for example... Um, it, uh, the committee chair uh, asked at one point, you know, what, you know, Mr. Grush, you claim that uh, information is being hidden. What kind of information do you think was hidden? And do you think you should remain hidden? So he then said, yes, I can speak to that very briefly in an unclassified manner, but I can give you more. Uh, right. Uh, you know, so so obviously there's a lot of information to be gained here, and so a couple of times throughout the, um, you know, throughout the hearing, uh, the, the representatives apologized to all three, saying, you know, sorry we're asking you these questions over and over again, but we need to have them stated as a part of public record in this hearing, and so. To me, I feel like because there was a couple times where um, uh, I can't ever pronounce her name correctly. The uh, person from New York, uh, Asiao Cortez. I, I got Aca- yeah. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Yeah, Cortez. There, thank you. Just call her AOC. AOC. But but um, you know she asked this. She asked a question of Grush of. Can you give us people, places, and names? Our people, places, and titles, or anything? And he said, you know, not not in a public setting. Then she asked the same question to Favor and Graves, both of which said, you know, I can't, I don't have any of that information. Basically establishing that Grosh is the only source that can provide this information, right? So now I feel like now if Congress were to go to whoever's blocking their access, and if the, whoever's blocking their access says you can get it from somewhere else, they can say, nope, look, see, we interviewed these three people and Grush is the only person who said we can get it from them. So so I, I feel like a lot of that hearing um, was also part of the chess game, so to speak, of, of getting to who is the person who can give us the information we need. And then once we have that established, now we can go take that and say, we need this access to move forward yeah it was interesting because like the thing that i liked um was the rep the uh congress 
men and women that were basically saying, we are sick of the lack of transparency. When we represent the people, we are the people that are supposed to be governing here. You're supposed to be coming to us. You work for right. us. We don't work for you. And then they were talking about like Arrow's budget is they can't, they're not even allowed to look at the budget. Right. Or when somebody talked about the audit they do for the Pentagon every year shows about a billion, a billion dollars missing every single yeah. year whenever they audit the Pentagon. Where does that money go? Yeah. I mean, Grush even said at one point that, um, because he talked about when he was uh, talking with, I think, Representative Garcia about the um, misappropriation of funds. And Representative Garcia said, well, how, how does that happen? And he said, well, just it's put on the books for one thing, but then it's redirected to one of these programs, which supersedes the oversight of Congress. Yep. And so, uh, you know, it, and I think it's really eye-opening. Um, which, which, again, it tells you I'm about to get conspiracy theorist here, but it tells you that the military has more power than Congress, our actual leaders of the country. They are in more control. I, I don't know that I agree with that statement. I would say that there are individuals within the military that think they have more power than Congress, but the military and in its like the entirety, like some grunt working uh security oh, yeah. desk no, but is, i mean that's no, what but, i'm saying is like that there are there's all these black budgets and there's all this stuff that congress cannot see means right. that there's a higher level above congress yeah well and it's it also in uh throughout the testimony there was a, a point where uh they asked you know grush who was in control and he you know he said something along the lines of um, there's a group of individuals who control the, you know, the flow of information. Um, and he was asked a follow on, a following question saying, you know, is this a uh, government? And he said both in and out. So the it's majestic 12, <laughs> right. Or whatever the case. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's, so again, it's this idea of, you know, an Illuminati type organization that is somehow, you know, above the the elites elite so to speak um that is somehow above, yeah above the civilian leadership right well above everything right that yeah or maybe it's like you know jeff bezos is a part of it or something you know like there's some sort of idea that there's some corporate individuals that are also controlling this kind of narrative of don't let them see you know what's behind the curtain right um you know, so I so so bottom line, I, I think that throughout the presentation that was given, a lot of fantastic information was given by Grush. I mean, I, I, I applaud Graves and uh, Fravor equally because, you know, they had to come forward um, and, and give this testimony on air. Uh, Graves seemed very sincere in making, you know, he, he wants to have some answers to keep his pilots safe. Um, I had not heard about the uh, Americans for Secure yeah. um, Airways, I think is what it's called. I went and looked it up. It does have a website, but you can't really do anything on the website other than become a member. And then uh, it gives you ways to contact your Congress, you know, congressperson to let them know that you want, you know, transparency on this topic or whatever. But, but his his uh, organization, I think, also represents not just the military side of the house, but 
um, civilian pilots in the form of you know commercial airlines and things like that. And so he has a lot of uh, quote unquote sighting information that he's captured through that organization as well. Um, you know, I think the uh, uh, there was a a breakdown potentially in that uh, towards the end of the hearing, all three individuals were asked if a person in the general public wants to know or wants to file a report, what can they do? And all three members said there doesn't exist a modality to do so. And so sad, which is, you know, there are, you know, a number of modalities. MUFON probably being one of the biggest new forces, you know, being a second and then a bunch of others that have popped up across the board. So it's, it's disappointing that um, that at least MUFON or New Fork wasn't named as a location for people to go and file the reports. Um, Especially with MUFON working with uh, right the they, UAP task force. They want the MUFON data. They just don't want to direct people to MUFON. Yeah. And, you know, I think I, I saw an interview with Nick Pope and Chrissy Newton on News Nation uh, breaking down the, the, um, the hearing, and they were talking about... Um, you know that it it almost seems like they're not interested in civilian reports they are only interested in in military reports yeah. or or pilots uh commercial pilots well and it's i think it's because there's some there's some level of um automatic i don't know credential if you will that comes with being a military or commercial pilot in the way that they're trained to identify specific things right. in the air, right? Your average civilian, I mean, as as the as the MUFON would tell you, you know, go talk to any of the MUFON field investigators or reach out to your straight director. They they'll tell you that a majority of the sightings that are reported to them turn out to be, you know, non-anomalous type activity like Venus or um, a satellite or the International Space Station or whatever. So I mean, it, it's I don't think you're going to find a military or commercial airline pilot that would file a report for Venus or the International Space Station, right? So there's there's less there's less um, what's you know the sorting sorting the wheat from the chaff, right? There's there's less that you have to sort through to get to the good information that you could then go pursue to try to find out what's going on. Well, it's just sad because I mean I think Graves is the one that said it that only of all the the military and, and commercial pilot sightings only maybe five percent are reported. But right. There's ninety five percent that go unreported because of taboos or or whatnot that still exist. Right. Well, and 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 I think fear it's of repercussion. Right. It's, and you know, and even if even if it's lifted. Um, if it ever reverses, right? So let's say that it's there's no longer a taboo. And so all these people come forward and then at some point in time it's reversed, right? There's still that fear of it's okay now, but will it be okay in a year or five years from now? So there's still a, a, that risk. So that's why I think that you see a lot of, excuse me, um, retired personnel who are willing mm-hmm. to come forward because they don't, they don't have anything to lose, right? Um, other than maybe getting razzed by uh, their fellow service members when they go, you know, 
back to experience, you know, to the next retirees dinner or something. Right. You know, that's about the only thing they have to worry about. So I did, I did find it really interesting. Uh, the question was asked to all three, how they got, you know, how, why they decided to, to come forward or get involved. Um, both Graves and Grush said it was kind of a sense of a sense of responsibility, a sense of duty uh, to the American people. Um, but Fravor said that he was pestered <laughs> by a friend, <laughs> um, and after about six times being asked to come, you know, to, to say something, he finally decided to say something. Um, so it's just, you know, not that Fravor wouldn't also think about it from a national, you know, from a, a duty perspective. I just thought it was funny that. You know, basically, he was okay seeing this thing and never talking about it until somebody bugged the crap out of him long enough that he decided it was worth it not to hear that anymore. So, <laughs> yeah. So uh, it, it's it, what's super interesting to me, and I would really like to uh, have you talk about what Grush said in his interview and in this because that's the thing that's catching the most waves right now. This is the first time I've seen non-UFO people on social media talking about aliens and talking about UFOs. Yeah. It's fascinating to me. All the people that, uh, that uh, friends of ours that we've tried to get to listen to our show and right. they roll their eyes about are now anxious to listen to our show to see what we have to say about what they saw. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, you know, of course, Grush came forward when he when he did, and he he basically said, you know, I, you know, I'm a whistleblower. He, he filed the appropriate uh, uh, paperwork within the government to be a whistleblower, and he and he came forward and he and he basically said that, hey, there's all this stuff that's going on, crash retrievals, um, non-human intelligence. You know, that's the new term now. That's the new alien term, <laughs> right? It's not alien extraterrestrial anymore because that. That's too narrow. It's non-human intelligence. Um, but there's all this stuff that, you know, he talks about in his interview about um, biologics being recovered and tested. Uh, somebody asks him, you know, human biologics, and he says, no, non-human biologics. So there's like an admission there that we have non-human bodies, right, in, 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 mm -hmm. our, in our possession. So it's, he basically said that he saw all this going on all of it happening outside of government oversight and that's why he you know went the route of becoming a whistleblower and and, and kind of reporting all this stuff so it's it it, it makes you wonder um well i don't i don't maybe it's a moot point but let's say he was in all this thing and it did have congressional oversight wouldn't we ever know about it right, right. um because so, that's that, that's this whole thing is that it, it didn't have congressional oversight they need to know about it that's why I came forward um, but regardless of, of you know if it did or didn't um, he came forward he effectively has in my opinion like a skeleton key um, to unlock all the doors um, and you know I I don't Somebody um, asked him during the testimony, and I don't, I don't have the text directly in front of me at this time, but I can s summarize or, or, or um, yeah, paraphrase. paraphrase. But somebody asked him if there was um, any, you know, if he thought that any of this stuff should be declassified, or if it, 
you know, or if it was overclassified. And he said that, you know, aside from, you know, in like a in like a video that shows a UAP, just just blot out the parts that you know indicate some sort of a sensitive uh, equipment or something was used to capture that, so we don't expose ourselves to our enemies. But but make that video available to people because it's important and they need to know. And so you know even even Fravor talked about there being an overclassification. He said, you know, that one of the ones that happened on Virginia Beach was taken on, on a guy's cell phone, like an iPhone camera. Um, and that was classified, you know, above top secret. And he's like, I don't I don't see how that how that works. I mean, it's it's an iPhone camera. And he said, I, th I think the you know, the a lot of this stuff has just been the initial response is overclassify it, make it mm -hmm. impossible for people to get to. Um and yeah, I mean, I, I just, you know, again, I think that Grush, like I said, is like a keys to the kingdom situation. If, if Congress can get access to the information he has. And when I say keys to the kingdom, I think it's keys to the kingdom for Congress. I don't know if we, the public will ever, you know, it'll take somebody looking through what we have and scrubbing it so that it's you know redacted basically from giving away any of our trade secrets and you know imagine a, a you know look at the redacted documents we get from the cia right and everything's everything's all uh blacked out imagine a video you get of a uap and and all you can see is the sky streaming by, but you can't. <laughs> everything else is blurred out. So, you know, I just, I don't know what it's going to translate to, but I, I really do think that, and I've, I've said this to a couple other people, this, you know, we're involved in some weird, really weird chess game right now. And I, I used to think it was like a three-way chess game and that somebody who wants disclosure, somebody who doesn't and us, the public, but I now realize that it's really just a two-way chess game. Somebody who wants it, somebody who doesn't. And the public is just a piece on the board. And so bringing these three guys forward in this hearing um, is just a chess move. And how it affects us as the other piece on the board will also be a chess move. Yeah, because that's one thing I was going to say. It's a gauge because one thing I've realized from looking at, well, I've always realized this, but now officially seeing it on social media is that, again, there's no panic. But yeah. even the general public, the non-UFO people, we have panic so ingrained in us that we think that panic will happen because yeah. of movies that uh, the biggest quote that I saw all over social media is, why aren't people talking about aliens right now? which to me says why isn't anybody freaked out about this yeah. and everybody if you look at comments are like because we already knew we already knew we already knew we already knew the generations yeah. that exist right now even boomers gen x, especially gen x and millennials we're like yeah we know we've always known if there is no panic happening and that's what i love about yeah. this hearing that it did is it set the gauge for the powers that be to see that no panic has happened with, with well, Rush saying, hey, there's non-human entities. 
and craft retrieval. So I know what he's running. I still think though, and, and this is just maybe me being a little a little more conservative in the approach, but I still think it's one thing to have someone say there you know, there is non-human you know intelligence that is behind or we have the bodies or whatever. It's one thing to hear that. It's another thing to have them show up in your living room, right? right. And so, and so like I, signs, <laughs> right? Or, or in in the case of you know, like we talked about on the Astral Stew episode, in the case of um, that show in the '90s where it was like a police officer and he was oh, what was it called? Stuff and come on, the show where there where there's aliens living on Earth. Oh, alienation. Alienation, right? Thank you. So, like, you know, would. I don't know what people's actual reactions would be if all of a sudden they went to the grocery store and there were grays and reptoids <laughs> and and praying man sharing space whatever, with us, right? You know, sharing space with like I just don't know because because a vast a, a large population of us still has a problem, and I say us as in humans still has a problem accepting other humans, so, right? I don't know how accepting we would and be. And accepting service animals. <laughs> right. Yeah. Are you are you trying to imply a gray would be a service animal? Like, no, I'm just saying, a, like, I think that's can't even, humans can't even accept other animals. I mean, uh, other humans. And then here's another species. And people are like, you should not be bringing that dog in here. <laughs> this yeah. is Walmart. This is Lowe's. <laughs> so, I mean... Yeah, it's. A, I think it's a good step forward in that people are not freaking out, right, um, on Facebook and other places. But I think until until we have a, a, a hearing where there is a member of the Galactic Federation sitting <laughs> at the at the table, right, and and we're like, you know, how do we know you're legit? And he like, you know, I don't know, somebody beams down a, a can of you know clear Pepsi or something. And he's like, this bus. Sorry, it was a debacle. And um, you know, like, I can tell that happens. It's not really going to hold true in people's minds that yes, this is legit because, like you said, many people have the feeling that they knew it already, right? That they, <laughs> they in their in their gut or whatever their gut feeling is, it's all real. So nothing new came forward for them. So, um, yeah, I mean, I. It will be interesting to see where it goes. You know what? What you know? What his next steps look like? Right. Um, and um, it'll also be interesting to see how um, how other people in the community who have already kind of been out, like Lou Elizondo and Chris Mellon, if they're given any kind of additional credibility because of rush coming forward because i feel like lou has gotten and chris mellon have gotten a little bit of some backlash over the last couple of years and so it'll be really interesting to see if you know if any of this helps bolster their position uh yeah. instead of you know taking it away so yep yeah and one of my favorite comments that i've been seeing because of uh, our generation you know and a little bit younger who grew up listening to you know uh heavy metal and and um new metal and things like that as people are saying oh my god tom was right tom delong 
because <laughs> they were all Blink-182 fans, right. you know? And he's always talked about it. And so I've been seeing a lot of, Tom was right. <laughs> yeah. And I love that. You need to put that on a t-shirt. Tom. I know. And it just makes me... Uh, Im- makes me say that Lou and Chris and, and Tom and those guys missed an opportunity for more seasons of their show that was on history channel. Like yeah. I think they, you know, cause they kicked all this stuff off, but they could have kept that going. And yeah. I don't know the, the logistics as to why it stopped, well, but it's obviously like it, like it did for the uh, murder castle guy, you know, they, they, they were getting too close to the truth. So they had to shut them right. down. That's standard history. Hanger Jeff, Jeff Mudgens. Yeah. What was the hanger hanger 51 or whatever? It is? Yeah. Same thing with UFO hunters, yeah. UFO hunters. They got too close and they got canceled. Yep. It's that elite elite group. That's telling them no more guys. You're getting too close. You're going to take away our bread and butter. Yep. So, you know, what'll be, so this is a little bit funny, but I, one day, hopefully in my lifetime, if, if all this comes to fruition, right? If like we have a hearing with a member of the Galactic Federation sitting there talking to us about all the things that they've done for us over the last 2000 years, I would love to know the list of things that, that we can, like we have, you know, NHI technology to thank for, you know, like it's probably really dumb things like uh Kleenex and Lysol, <laughs> right? It's, or, or slime yeah slime gack you know or that uh that uh what's that kinetic sand yeah right <laughs> yeah stuff like that gack <laughs> jello shots <laughs> yeah jello shots um twist off beer caps you know uh, aspartame it's, yeah yeah it's it's probably all the dumb things yep uh it's you know, but Funko Pops. That's all gray technology. That's all. It's got to be because they're small and they got yeah. big heads. So, anyways, um, so yeah, I think I think that is you know wraps. I obviously I could go line by line of all the things that mm-hmm. I underlined on the article, but instead I would encourage you, the the listener, the the viewer, if you're watching this on YouTube to go to theconvergenceenigma.com slash UAP and read it for yourself. I'll also, we'll have a link to that if you didn't catch it in the five seconds that I read it off to you. But uh, <laughs> but it, it's some really interesting stuff. And like I said, if you if you take some, if you take some kind of, uh, you know, free look at things and you say every time he says, I'll talk to you about it in a secure location and apply that to be a yes he 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 told us we got a lot of stuff going on um so yeah i uh so anyways that i think that kind of wraps the coverage of the episode of the uh, of the hearing yeah it was two and a half hours but it was a lot of repeated information it was still worth watching grab some popcorn grab a brewski and and check it out and watch it with your loved ones um maybe put it on like one and a half speed or even two speed on yeah (laughs) remember uh, start if you're watching the news nation one started about 18 minutes 18 minutes yeah um but uh, but Stefan also because uh, we didn't get a chance we we were so excited to get into uh, the UAP hearing stuff we did not do psychic word of the week we had one prepared for today do you want to take just a minute and talk and, and, and do that real quick sure so uh, so yeah uh, this is psychic word of the week <laughs> 
psychic world of the week. All right, so uh, flipped. Uh, Josh actually just gave me the number. 33 and so i pulled it up and uh the uh the words that i came up was uh, assumption of god forms assumption of god forms this is from ancient egypt isn't that like to- a school or something that's in louisville uh assumption high school that's the the, the that's the short version yeah. the long version is assumption of god forms high school so uh but it says to uh psychically merge one's consciousness with an etheric world intelligence called gods at the time um in an animal form that could be detected by physical eyes to function for a time in the new form and then return to one's normal consciousness for normal living this is also goes into shape changing dimension shifting um i also think that it is very much like uh, a familiar um uh, which is familiar oh so is so it's like you you leave your physical body you go live in this other no uh, you merge your consciousness merge your consciousness with a god in an animal form okay so you're both in the animal form I think so okay because you can see it with with physical eyes so yeah. you're merging your consciousness with Jesus and you're becoming a dolphin that feels like the right selection, by the way. <laughs> not not at all would I choose Osiris and a jackal or Osiris and a whale. It's got to be Jesus and a dolphin. That Yep, Jesus and a like dolphin. The best cocktail recipe right there. Mm-hmm. Or you can do Thor and an ant. Yep. 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 Could- yep. Or... Or you could do what's another god? You could do uh, Zeus. You could do Zeus and, and the Jersey Devil. <laughs> you ain't doing Zeus and the Jersey Devil. You're no. not. You're not an animal. I don't you're know. Sometimes he acts like one. He's a cryptid. Cryptids are are multifaceted. Sometimes he acts like an animal. <laughs> I walked in your kitchen one day and he was eating cereal out of the sink. He does. He doesn't even use a spoon. He just bobs, he just <laughs> bobs like it. bobs for apples. Yeah, just pours it in there and just bo- yeah, it's weird. It is. Weird. I didn't know his tongue was that long, but no. I knew things every day. So, yep. anyways, yeah. So that's our psychic word of the week. Um, I did want to also real quick, just take an opportunity to remind people to check out our other show, Astral Stew. Um, this does come out monthly. Um, there's not a, you know, there's not as much research that goes into it as uh, the Convergence Enigma, which is why we have such a short season this year. Um, but uh, a lot of incredible knowledge goes into Astral Stew. The things that we talk about on Great there. Great discussions. Yeah. Just it's, it's, it's uh it's always a good time every single time we do it so yeah if you haven't listened or watched yet get on our youtube page the convergence or i mean um uh, I mean, another realm please. media and check out the astral stew there or just look up astral stew on spotify or itunes um it is available as podcast form as well and it's one of my favorite things in the whole wide world so I, it's so much fun so and um, if you, uh, we still have a lot of great t-shirts and things. If you ever are interested in buying, we're all, you know, I'm out there adding things every now and then. Um, and uh, you can go to the slash store 
or you just go to our website and click on store at the top and get to the page that way. So. Yep. But other than that, Josh, let's go ahead and get out of here, man. This has been, uh, it's been real. It's been fun and it has been real fun. Yeah, it has, it has been, been real fun. Real, yeah, has been real fun. Um, so stay tuned. Like we said, we got a couple more episodes coming out this year. Uh, be on the lookout for those. Um, some convergences that we're going to be talking about. It's going to be a lot of fun, but we got to get out of here. So thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening and or viewing the Convergence Enigma with Josh and Stefan. This has been Stefan with a reminder to keep your eyes on the skies, especially now. Yeah, and this is Josh. I mean, the, the truth is now. Literally, the truth is now. Literally, 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 literally. Anyways, good night, folks. You guys take care and uh, share your thoughts with us, what your thoughts were on the UAP hearing. We'd love to hear them. Good night, everybody. Good night.